everyone, and welcome to Utility Safety In-Depth, where we take a deeper dive into topics recently covered in Incident Prevention Magazine. I'm Kate Wade, the editor of Incident Prevention and your host for this podcast. In this episode, we sit down with Kenneth Pardue, who wrote the article titled, Using a Learning Management System to Augment Line Worker Training for the August-September issue of Incident Prevention. Kenneth is the Vice President and General Manager of the Louisiana-based T&D Power Skills, which specializes in the development of a four-year electric utility training program to take a student from apprentice to journeyman line worker. Welcome to the podcast, Kenneth. Thanks, Kate. I appreciate your time. Well, so before we jump right in, um, I, I want to ask you to explain what a learning management system is for those listeners who might not be familiar with the technology. Certainly. Um, well, I expect that most people are probably already familiar with the concept of a learning management system, even if they haven't heard the name. Mm-hmm. So you can think of a learning management system as being like a library. Of course, your library or a college building, you go there to learn and, uh, and get your training and ultimately grow yourself as a person. Now, a library, of course, is only as good as the books are within it. So with this learning management system, we have courseware inside of it that, uh, that teaches things and gets these concepts across. And the big difference with a learning management system is that this entire tool, this entire utility is not a physical building that you go to, but you log in online to view this information. So it gives it a lot more flexibility in terms of where you're able to access it, um, under what conditions you're able to access it. You know, more flexibility is the name of the game there. Okay. Well, so you begin this article um, with this line. You can't learn how to climb a pole by looking at a computer screen. And it's a sentiment that many people have expressed to discredit web-based learning in the utility industry. But how accurate would you say that statement is? Is there really no place for distance learning? Well, let's unwind that a bit before we talk about that and talk about how training has traditionally been done in the industry. You know, traditionally, training has been done as on-the-job training. You know, you may get a guy who takes a crew out and they'll tell you, watch how Joe does this job and he'll teach you how to do it the right way. Or, you know, Joe may not be so good. You know, Joe burned himself up last year. Let's watch how he does it and don't do it that way. But ultimately, um, what we want to do is is build consistency with the training. And that's uh, what a learning management system really enables us to do uh, by presenting the same material the same way every time and being able to get these content uh, contexts across. Gotcha. Um, so in the article, you also reference a study about teaching approaches uh, that were that were performed by an educational psychologist by the name of Benjamin Bloom in 1984. Can you tell us a little bit about the study and how its findings relate to web-based learning? Sure. So, of course, 1984, there wasn't much in the way of the web back then, but we still had the concept of a classroom. And uh, what Benjamin Bloom did was to take three separate groups of students and try to gauge the effectiveness of each of those teaching styles that he imparted on them. Uh, The first one was the baseline. It was conventional training. So that's going to be a teacher in a classroom giving a lecture. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, That created the baseline of, of, uh, you know, what a student is learning and how they're understanding the training material. For the second group of students, they added a mastery concept. So the students had to express some level of proficiency in the training material before they were allowed to consider to have completed the course. Uh, 
Well, unsurprisingly, you know, the students took this more seriously. They studied a little bit more for, for the tests that came in here and their skills improved a full deviation above what the conventional training were. Um, the last group of students uh, were uh, what, what we call individual tutoring, uh, which means that each of the students had a one-on-one -on -one trainer that uh, that worked with them directly to give them the skills, give them the knowledge, uh, you know, direct eye contact and direct training. Well, unsurprisingly, this was the most effective type of training. It, it resulted in a two sigma increase, uh, so two deviations above uh, the effectiveness of the conventional training. So obviously this is the best way to do it, but most of our utilities aren't going to be able to afford to have one trainer per apprentice. That's just not going to happen. So what we want to do is to take what technology has enabled us to do with the web and to sort of bring in some of the concepts that you do get with individual one-on-one -on -one tutoring and bring that to some of the other earlier types of training so that we can make them more effective. And by doing so, we're able to really, um, you know, increase the effectiveness of the training and, and get some of these individual tutorings as technology to enable us to bring some of these skills that we get, some of these proficiencies that we get out of the individual tutoring level into a more disparate distributed group of people. So, you know, you don't necessarily need your line workers to come into the training center at the end of the day. You don't necessarily need to get them out of the field and make them focus on these classroom environments. You're able to get a lot of that knowledge out of the way in advance so that all they have to do is come in when it's time to have those skills trainings uh, happen and uh, work with their instructors and get them out in the field, ultimately where both the instructors and the students want to be. Okay, so you've talked about some of the benefits, um, you know, of a learning management system. Are there other things that you want to mention? Um, I, I thought the last part was really interesting about the one-on-one -on -one tutoring and how, um, you know, since most utilities just can't do the ratio that the LMS is very helpful in that way, but are there other things um, that utilities should be aware of in terms of benefits? Sure, absolutely. So a learning management system, again, the whole point is not to replace your training with an online management system. As we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, those skills are always going to have to be performed in the field. The student needs both the knowledge and the confidence, uh, the physical confidence to perform these skills in order to be effective with them. But the learning management system can give that consistency to your trainers or to your students rather, so that they can um, they can really understand the concepts in a consistent way. Because uh, what you wind up with is uh, trainers get tired um, when trainers are going over this material with students. It may get a little less consistent. They may incorporate uh, shortcuts that have worked for them over the past 20, 30, 40 years of their career, but ultimately may not necessarily translate well to a student that's just learning it for the first time. And in the worst case scenarios, of course, some of these shortcuts may fall afoul of uh, what we expect out of industry best practices, changing regulations, and so on. So with the consistency of the online training, you get the theory out of the way, you get the techniques out of the way, and if there's anything that varies from what a utility does, then that becomes a learning tool, uh, a, a means that, uh, you know, you can take a step back and explain, okay, at our utility, we do this, things this way, and this is why. 
So it really qualifies a utility to make sure that they're comfortable with, uh, with training and performing tasks the way they're doing it against and in addition to, in some cases, industry best practices. Now, an LMS also gives us temporal flexibility with the courseware. Now, what do I mean by that? That means that instead of delivering a monolithic training course to a student all at once, where they're sitting and falling asleep watching an hour-long video, we divide it up into three to five-minute chunks. And when we do that, it makes it more digestible, it compartmentalizes it a lot more so that students are really able to understand this, which is more conducive to modern learning styles. You know, these days, everybody's into it for that two minute clip, that two minute understanding of how a concept works. This enables them to take that, that training video and really bring that in. Now, with that, uh, you know, we're able to touch on multiple learning senses. Um, you know, there are audio learners. Uh, that's going to be the learners that learn best by listening to somebody explain something in a video. There's visual learners, which, of course, can incorporate video demonstrating tasks, but just as much reading the material in a workbook. And what we try to do is incorporate uh, these learning concepts, both in video form as well as in workbook, where the material is presented in a slightly different way. Way. It's the same concepts, but it's presented in a different way to appeal to uh, the different learning styles that a student has. Uh, and of course, the last uh, methodology of training that an LMS can't really provide itself is kinesthetic learning. Uh, kinesthetic learning is learning by doing. Now, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, you can't learn to climb a pole by watching a video, but what you can do is use an LMS to help you track and monitor those skills proficiencies as a student is completing them. And the benefit of doing that is that you now have a common ground to relate what you're learning in the knowledge with what you're doing in the field as skills. They inform each other, and ultimately it gives you a better idea for uh, certain strengths pardon me, strengths and weaknesses that a student may have. So whether that's tool identification, whether that's electrical theory, uh, whether that's uh, in-field skills, such as wiring a three-phase transformer bay, you know, it helps to identify all that. And the LMS does all this without getting tired. Uh, if a student doesn't understand a concept, they can present that same concept to them time and time again. If a student uh, doesn't understand something, an LMS can pick up on some of that because we also use what's called retrieval practice. We, we sprinkle section quizzes throughout the material, which continually engages the student to make sure that they're understanding and paying attention to the material. Now, when a student doesn't understand something, we may be able to present that remedial training to sort of shore them up a little bit. But for the students who really show a mastery of this, we can also show, um, you know, augmentation training or enrichment training on top of that to be able to build out those skills. So we... We don't want to leave any student behind, of course, in their concept of understanding the material, but we also want to make sure that those students who really are understanding the material are getting that extra, that extra push that they need to feel challenged and grow in the material. Well, so your article primarily focuses on apprenticeship training, um, but if a company does decide to make an investment in a learning management system, can it be used to train more senior level workers as well? Absolutely. Um, so again, that's where we blur the whole concept of training material and courseware versus a learning management system. Um, in an ideal world, you'll have a good system that's going to deliver both in equal measure. Uh, 
And assuming that is the case, uh, you know, you can use certain training material for refresher training. If you've got uh, training administrators, even senior staff that mans the phones in a call center, you know, they may need to understand the concepts of how something works. You know, they can certainly uh, take the refresher training without going through the skills portion and understand these concepts. And uh, let's say you have foremen that only perform a task once every couple of years. They can go in and get refresher training on some of the concepts that they may need before going into storm work or, uh, or other such uh, situations. Um, but you know, the, the training goes beyond what we can just help foremen with as well. They can also help your training program uh, coordinator. So by having these statistics in the LMS for uh, how students are performing on specific questions, it gives us an understanding of, uh, of how well they're performing at certain tasks. So let's say one question is missed more than all the others. Well, we can see those statistics very easily and say, okay, we've got a problem with this test question. We need to go in and change that to make it more effective, or at least take a look at it and try to understand what aren't we explaining in the training material that can be more clear to people. So I think this has been really helpful and has highlighted a lot of the benefits of learning management systems and why it can be a good investment. Um, but mm -hmm. before we close out this episode of the podcast, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, certainly. I just want to thank Incident Prevention, of course, for the opportunity to be a guest on the podcast. Um, you know, our company has worked with Incident Prevention a number of times over the years, and, you know, our ideals really align very, very well. Uh, we're both companies that that really push the concept of, uh, of line worker safety and making sure that these guys get home to their families at night. Uh, so I, I think we do have that joint mission. And I'll, I'll borrow a phrase here from my friend and colleague, Matt Turner. Uh, that we all want to save a life today. That's ultimately our goal. And, uh, you know, you guys are doing that. We're working our hardest to do that. And uh, again, just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here on the show. Um, you know, if anybody does want to find out more about uh, the learning management system that we created from scratch in order to facilitate the skills and the knowledge and combining those two together in kind of a unique way, uh, certainly visit us online. Uh, you can find us at TND Power Skills, that's tdpowerskills.com, or give us a call at uh, area code 318 767 5802. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Kenneth. As a reminder to our listeners, Kenneth's article is now available in the August-September issue of Incident Prevention, which can be accessed online at incident-prevention.com. Until next time, stay safe and be well. The views, information, and opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Utility Business Media and its employees. It is strongly recommended that you discuss any actions or policy changes with your company management prior to implementation.